0: All right, welcome, Business Transformers, to episode number 52, I believe it is. Um, I am joined by my brothers in arms, uh, Bill Morrow and EJ M. Wacomo, and today we are going to talk about, well, not handing over the torch necessarily, but kind of, um, you know, kind of building up a new generation of saleswomen and salesmen uh, for kind of Technology is moving at a really uh, fast clip. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how this industry kind of molds to all the changes going on within society. So, we want to talk a little bit about that. What we see now, uh, what we learned from our previous generations, um, and you know, good things and bad things. Uh, what we're seeing with you know, tail end of um, you know uh, the millennials, and then going into Gen Z and what we think might be the ecosystem and the environment going forward and kind of how uh, we're going to succeed in that environment because we're not going anywhere. And then also how the uh, generations below us are gonna be able to succeed. Um, and we might not know a lot of those answers, but we thought it was an interesting uh, topic to uh, to talk about today. So um, with that said, um, Bill, what have you seen mm-hmm. thus far, um from the kind of younger generations that you've worked with and what they they're doing well and where they could improve.
1: Yeah. Um I love this topic because we you know, we see the a a big change and shift in sales in the last few years and uh we've talked about that on other programs but it's really it's kind of uh disheartening at a little bit at this point because we're seeing a lot less in the way millennials and gen zers get into sales and i think it's because they've had a bad taste in their mouth either their parents or grandparents were in sales and and uh the way they sold is a way they don't uh understand and they don't they don't enjoy and i'm seeing a a kind of a uh you know a, a lack of solid people coming into it and wanting to be sales professionals and it's uh it's a little bit tougher to uh get them going and get them into it uh so for a big picture it's it's a little it's a little tough right now Dave I I would say uh you know the the profession has changed and you we all know that and that that old school bully is kind of gone but uh you know people coming out of school and people uh starting careers uh, often don't want to even consider sales as an option, which is too bad because, as I, I think, it's one of the best professions you can have. You get to learn so much, you get to meet so many new cool people. You don't stay, you don't spend your life in a cubicle. I think it's phenomenal, but uh, you know, we do see, uh, I think, a, a fall off from that. EJ, are you saying, seeing something similar?
2: You know what Bill, I, I, I like the very first time you started it off with the unfortunately the you know the I think some of the older folks some of us you not know, not us in particular but some of the folks who are in our um staging uh on career have given some of the younger folks a bad taste or a bad rep I've given sales a bad rep, and so the younger folks are like, mm, I don't want to be a sales person it, it was so it's it's so bad that I meet some folks who are in an account management role or or have, an, or have a business, and they lead off with, oh, I'm not in sales, or I'm not a salesperson. I'm like <laughs> treating sales like a plague or because the folks that be ahead of them or folks that they've learned from or folks that are around yeah. have kind of given sales a bad rep. So it's unfortunate. However... I have I, what I love about the younger folks, and I kind of fall in that category too. If and if if I must say myself, <laughs> trying to feel young here, what I love about the younger folks yeah. is, is their their passion, their enthusiasm, their energy. Like I I made a lot of I, actually. There's a sales guy who I'm I'm on an event today. I'm part of a uh, of a group, and uh, there's a younger guy who's going to speak on a panel. And the first time I met him, I loved his energy and I've been following him and I don't necessarily agree with all that he has to say uh, and some of the stuff that he brings in are kind of old school, but his, his energy is contagious. So I love that they come with that energy, partly because they're younger, they haven't necessarily, uh, you know, gone through the ups and downs of, of sales, but I imagine, if, you know, if you have that kind of energy and ride it through, you'll be all right. You know, if you come in with passion, people people can sense that that passion. They're they're more themselves than trying to be cookie cutter. So I love those positive traits, but unfortunately, a lot of folks do have that impression of of sales pushy, bully. You know, it, it's hard, and that's not that's not what the sales profession is all about. Yeah, yeah.
1: So. yeah de- definitely, it's not. Yeah, I love I love people when they start off and they go. Well, I'm not a typical salesperson uh, or I I don't, I'm not that kind of a sales guy or whatever. And like, like it's almost apologetic, right? Like sales is such a nasty word or whatever, but yeah, you see that a lot at the younger ages. Dave, are you seeing that as well?
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting because you, you see a lot of, um, yeah, of course with regardless if it's someone, a peer of yours and same age generation uh or you know younger older you see some some really you know some things you don't like but then you see some great positives cuz i work with um some uh, sales reps that are at least uh, 7 8 years younger than i am and uh i see some of them that are were exactly like i was at that age and like really trying to get into it trying to figure out where their spot is in the sales ecosystem trying to get not only be successful, but find out ways to make as much money as possible, um, but also do right by the people that they know and the clients that they have. Um, so I've seen some really good ones, but th- yeah, but you're right, I think, Bill, there's just not as many, um, you know, recent grads. Um, and, and as we start to get into kind of Gen, Gen Z that are looking to go into the sales role, they're looking for much more defined type of structured, um, uh, engagements with organizations and, and just job titles in general, you know, where they fill a certain, um, kind of responsibility for the company. They know what they need to do each day. Uh, everything's kind of listed out. And I mean, if we're being honest, sales is, I was talking with a friend of mine, Sales is just a gray area. Um, and it takes yeah. the unknowns to it. And it's kind of scary. It's, uh, it's like the stand-up comedy of job professions outside of stand-up comedy, because when you get into it, you just it's, it's like terrifying to do, you know, conceptually, like, oh, I have to go out and I have to not only I have to get people to listen to me, then I have to get them to trust me, then I have to sell them a certain solution, product, service, whatever it is. Then I have to work, and then I have to negotiate with them. And then after all that negotiation, we actually have to deliver all the things and promises that I made, uh, and I have to understand all of that, and I don't want to make a misstep because my company will be upset with me, a client will be upset with me. So I can get where it's a little daunting. Um, It was just so attractive to me because it was just – you know, I love the gray area. I love the flexibility, and I love how much money you can make but i think if we position it more that way to younger generations i think people will jump on it a little bit more kind of empower it um i don't know what you guys yeah. think. think that it's it's not being it's not being kind of positioned well
1: i am writing a blog titled the stand up comedy of the of the business world i love that that label that is awesome i never thought of it that way but i'm writing a blog i'm going to give you credit
0: dave <laughs> thank you stand-up, yeah the stand up comedy of the industry outside of stand up comedy <laughs> I think you could probably it, but...
1: i love it that's that's awesome I'm sorry I did a, a little tangent there, but that that was awesome i i I'm stealing that that I will give you credit. I'll even byline you <laughs>
0: perfect love it
1: i'm sorry i'm not i'm off on a. i I'm, I'm way off path there, so easy i'm going to let you chat.
2: No, nah, no. Nah, so I was, I was also thought about a couple of things, like some things that I think, um, like hold. On, I'm sure you can, you probably hear my kids uh, that, that to the audience, that's how we got the year of the of the podcast. <laughs> 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 um, there's also a the, the the double-edged sword here with with technology and access to information and. And 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 just just tools at the fingertips, and for instance, let, let's go with the cell phones. For instance, you know, we our our phones are buzzing all the time with emails coming in, text messages here and there. And I think that a lot of folks, that that you know, as 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 much as it's good to have access to information right away, you can you know meet someone and look them up and all that good stuff. There's also that 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 um, temptation or not temptation. There's also that blind side or so to speak, where you can get distracted or seemingly appear distracted. Like you're in a meeting and then, you know, you keep twitching, reaching for your phone. That could come up as you're not paying attention to a client, you're not being with the client. So, you know, yes, there's access to information readily, but you also want to be mindful of how it could appear to someone, you're not not focused, you're not being with them, you're not listening to them, you're distracted. So the double-edged sword right there. Same thing with reaching out to folks. So because you can quickly send an email, you also want to put some thought to that email before you send it off. I get a lot of emails all the time, and I could tell oh, this is just this is just a quick email to send it to me. There's not a lot of thought behind. Not 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 not, not even regarding the typos. That's not even the point. But the 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 intention or the impact of the message. Quick email. A lot of times don't, there's no there's not a there's no real reason. I had a i got a text from a guy the other day. Hey, EJ, what's up? We should catch up. And I'm like, okay, what do I do with that? Are you telling me you're gonna call me? Are you telling me she call? I don't know what to do with that, so I just ignored it. But my point is, because it's easy to send an email or that text, there was no real, there was no real impact to that message. There was not. What do I do about? It? What do I do with that? So yes, it's easy to send information or to send messages to reach out, get get stuff. But you also want to be mindful of what are, you know. What's the point? Why am I doing this? And be sure that you're not, you know, you're not coming up as just, just. I guess just reaching out, or just even distract them, whatever the case may be. You get my point.
1: Yeah, 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 you know, and, and I, I think that goes, Dave. You asked the question at the beginning, of the, beginning of this about what did you learn from the previous generation that was good and bad, and EJ. I, I think that's some learned tactics that are obviously poor, right? We, we've learned those poor pa- tactics, those lousy responses from. I guess, previous generation being poor in some of those aspects and not being genuine in in their their communication and not asking for things along the way. So I I think that's a great example. I, you know, Dave, to answer your question that you asked originally and then I went on a tangent, uh, you know, <laughs> one of the big things I learned early, and I think this is a takeaway for this the current generation as well, is you have to be your own person. And each generation and each person sells their own way. When I came to um, – I, I started selling Xerox copiers. When I came to Xerox, I was really taught to do bully sales. And I I, I don't know if you guys have heard that term, but, you know, it's really it, – it was predated the Internet, and, and we were taught to go in and – withhold information or or give them just enough information and then kind of bully people into buying and and you could often do that and I Watch people do that very successfully. You can't do that today and 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 that, that was never comfortable for me I didn't want to be that type of a Salesperson and I didn't think my generation was going to react well to that and they didn't and those people no longer are in sales and they're out of it because they they weren't able to adapt but um, I think that's, it's one of the things I took away was you got to be your own person and you got to fit your group and your age group and you got to be who you are. And, uh, once I figured that out, that took about 15 years to figure out, then, uh, yeah. I was much happier. <laughs> well, that's, you figured that's, it out.
0: Good. That's the good part.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, it's, it's, um, exactly. I, you hit on something really Difficult, I think, for really any generation right now, EJ, um, which is the distractions that can come. I mean, it, it's it's insane going from even, you know, starting my career around 2008, 2009 to now. I mean, there's obviously every single person has smartphones, um, and that's great because you can get in contact with people, but we're becoming less connected. Because we just, again, we'll shoot quick emails, text, all that type stuff. And then as I'm working, uh, or we're on the podcast, or um, you're just you're in a meeting, you're getting tons of emails, which give you notifications on your screen, and then you're getting things through your phone and people are contacting you. So it's and I mean, just think about even as you're doing work, I mean, the amount of stuff that that like news that's out there and all like everything is at your fingertips, which is fantastic. Resource wise, absolutely fantastic. But distraction wise, it's it's tough um, and keeping yourself focused is, is difficult. So I think that's something that's going to continue to just get worse and worse. Um, and I, if I look at myself, I struggle with it. Um, and I think as you kind of go up into, um, the generation X, um, and above that, they don't struggle with it as much because you're just used to basically getting, going about your business and, um, uh, and getting things done. And and certainly there's, uh, there's an element of that, but as I see it in the younger generation, it's just prevalent. It's like, can't really focus on this because I have these things going on on my phone and, um, I'm seeing that that's going to continue to be a trend that is just going to get worse, in my opinion, because it's just technology is going to get better, and better, and better. Um, so I, I don't know if that's going to affect sales or not, or affect any other types of, uh, you know, kind of paths that people are taking. But that's I don't see that really improving anytime soon. And I don't really know what the answer is to it.
2: Well, you know what I, I think that it is, it, first of all, it's a choice you know it's a mindset and, and it's a choice um you can be you can it's it's it, it's really discipline kind of a discipline but really it's a it's a it's a mindset you know you don't have to you don't have to react you don't have to you know i i read a book that that really gave me a, a a different perspective on on things uh the book is called the one thing you you probably heard of it but the way the gentleman the way the author broke broke down the you know like boxing yourself to do things and you know having having structure around you to keep you from distractions made me understand first of first of all it is a choice and so if i go like i went i went to, i was at an event last night and it was it was just i was it was comical um, there, was, there was a board of uh, a board of directors of the of the group and you know they sat in, they sat in front and at some point it was, it got a little easy it was it was tempting to bring out your phone and i looked at the board and but Eight of ten of them had their phones out just doing stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you guys are the leaders of this organization, and you are doing this. What do you expect us to do? So it's not, and you have no right to say, oh, you know, put away your your smartphones because all of you, eight of, eight of ten of you have your smartphones out. So it just take ten minutes. Ten minutes won't hurt. No, the war's not going to end if you just focus for ten minutes. The, you know, forget the phone. Forget the fall. Unless it's an urgent call that you really have to take. It's the life of that situation. Mm-hmm. But it's, you, can, you can just put it away. Focus. Just focus for an hour. And that's one thing I'm teaching my kids too. And that's one thing I, I, I hope the younger folks learn as, as they grow up in the sales profession. What I teach my kids is let's do one thing at a time. You know, we want to do, you know, a bunch of things. Let's do one thing at a time. If we're cleaning up, let's clean up alphabets. and you know, then we can clean up this thing. We can clean up the paint. But let's clean up one thing at a time. When we're done with that, we'll do the next thing. When we're done with that, we'll do the next thing. And so in case of distraction, just listen to that person. Just be in that conversation. Just be in that moment for the next five, ten minutes or 20 minutes, whatever, how long it takes. The world won't stop if you if you didn't get your phone out. mm
1: I, I, I'm I'm not wrong. Really <laughs> good advice, yeah. Yeah, no. It's great advice. I mean, and and that is, I, I, multiple times, I wish I could tell you this was a one-off thing, but multiple times I've had to show new generation people how to shut phones off and how to make phone calls. You know, it's, they, they you know, it's, we've become so reliant on phones to do everything for us. We want to send an email, we want to send a text, and we want that to fix everything. and, and, uh, we are, Dave, you said, we're losing that ability to have face-to-face conversations and communicate because as we become more connected, we can become more disconnected. And uh, that's another blog I'm going to write, Dave. That's my next blog. I'm going to give you credit on that one too. Sweet,
2: Let me tell you a, a quick story about, about this last night, just a quick story. So I walked into this event, this event space, you know, I walked right in and I kind of go to the line, quickly of the line. So where you know where everything was going on, walked up to go get some food and this guy, I see this guy, he's you know, coming towards me and I say, Hey, how you doing? And he's like, Oh, I need to find someone to put my food in so I can make a, you know send a quick test. This is how this is he'll, he's a hello to me. And I said, Oh, right there. And I pointed to a table and he's like, oh thank you, thank you. And he goes and does his business comes back to me and says, Oh, thanks for pointing that table out to me. And I said to him, I saw that when I walked in. Now I didn't mean it in a disrespectful way, but it was like I, I saw it when I walked in. Like how could you not see it? So my point is I, who knows what was going on in his head? But obviously, not pay, not necessarily paying attention to his environment, and you know, I I I, I have a security background, so maybe that puts me up on, me an edge. But being aware of your environment is a big deal. Being aware of where you, just being aware of what's going on around you is a big deal. So you can connect with people. You can you know you can help them out. You can do different things. But I thought that was a really like really interesting situation where you were you've been in the room before me. I saw this when I walked in, and you didn't even notice it anyway small thing but 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 it could be a big deal big deal in the in the large in the large game of things
0: yeah that's that's a good point i think yeah being aware of where you are who you're with um kind of what your objectives are is is huge um to kind of round things out here guys um where do you see kind of the uh where do you see sales kind of evolving to not only the, the profession itself, but the role uh, in the next coming, you know, 20, 30 years with all this technology coming and all the shift in, in societal kind of norms. And it, there's a lot going on right now. How do you see that affecting the sales profession? And do you see, you know, more people getting I don't see it going anywhere because you can't really automate this type of process. But how do you see it changing?
2: Wow. That's a um, big question.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a great that's a great question. But I I think you're seeing it, Dave. And you you've been in technology sales for much longer. So I think if you've been in technology, you've you've kind of seen that that shift already. But I think you're seeing a dichotomy in in sales now come around where lead gen and and marketing kind of get into the same bucket. And I'm and I know we could have another whole conversation. I can hear people screaming at me, they're different, they're different. I know they are, but they're, you're starting to see that dichotomy where that early engagement where um, customers don't want to have to talk to a salesperson early. They want to be able to figure things out for themselves, get a lay of the land, not just in technology now, but I think across all business services, and you definitely see it in consumerism, but you see that across all business services where I think we as salespeople have to learn our customers are coming at us with a great deal more um, uh, knowledge about whatever we're selling, and we have to respect that, and we have to understand where to pick up that customer and where to take that conversation from there. Too often I see uh, salespeople still stuck in the consultative sales type of world where they want to ask all those early questions that all they do is frustrate the uh, end user because they're they're saying, I, re- I already did this. I already know this. This isn't adding any value to me. So I think it's going to be picking up I and mean, creating more customer insight and value uh, that really is valuable to your customer and understanding that they've already done that whole work and they're already ahead of you. And uh, I see it moving more and more that way. EJ, do you see the same thing?
2: I, I absolutely agree with you, Bill. Um, you know, with with... The customer, the customer is king. That still holds true. However, now the customer also knows a lot. They know a lot. They know what they want. They probably already seen you and know, you know checked you out. and Know everything about your competition before they invite you in. So, but I think I think that with that, it's a more. I'll say partnership kind of work where you're yes you're definitely showing value, but you're also working. You're showing yourself as a as a, a subject matter expert as a trusted partner adding value, being a resource for them. Um, I mean, it, you already said it. You said it best, but I think, you know, the way I approach it is is, is that way, where if I can solve a problem, I solve it. If I can't, I, I, mean, I make sure I can help them out by referring to somebody else or some other company or some other resource, uh, but being that trusted person. And people, you know, I think more than ever, people are, the relationship still is, is big, where a relationship where, you know, you have to have, you know they need to be related by blood but you know referrals king so as much as you can build a network and surround yourself with people who are uh, who are who can speak well of you speak highly of you and your company that's going to be big that's going to be an edge cuz people are people are more leaning to other people to make decisions as opposed to just going out to the marketplace by themselves and you know, going cold so i mean but but i think i think at the same time one thing that i would say is this is not quite answering the question, but I would say for the professional, it behooves the sales professional to keep on developing themselves by reading, studying, and getting better at their craft. Keep on changing with with the customers. Keep on changing with times. Keep evolving with technology because you don't want to stay stuck in your ways. You don't want to stay stuck in what worked before because that might not work tomorrow. What worked last might not work tomorrow. So you want to keep changing. You want to keep evolving. You want to stay fresh. And, and that's what that's how that's one way you can set yourself apart, and then ultimately set your, your service or product apart.
0: Well mm-hmm. said. I think it's yeah, it's about just yeah. differentiation. You know, as things become more automated, we're obviously going to look to automate non-differentiated skills. And if you can um, continue to get better um, and set yourself apart, I think you'll actually be in more in demand in this kind of new world um, as technology starts to grow. Um, because you're constantly evolving, and that wasn't always a trait that was needed in sales. You know, you know, 15, eh, probably 20 years ago, and and beyond, it was just kind of you got in, you did your work, you pretty much made some. Uh, even even poor salespeople could be could make good money. Now that's just not the case. Um, you need to actually set yourself apart in a lot of different ways, uh, and there's still very good salespeople. Mm-hmm made a ton of money but um now in order to to really get out there and um you know be successful i think you just need to differentiate yourself and continue to build on skill sets um because if you're not learning right now and evolving you're gonna you're gonna fall behind so that's uh yeah. that's my sense guys
1: yeah you know, good stuff guys yeah i agree that's uh evolve or die very
0: true um so EJ.
2: Or die. Yeah, ron uh, join or die <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so sorry right. David, Let's wrap up guys. another good conversation this week um thank you both again thank you to all of our listeners uh we will be back next week uh i we have a um uh, a guest coming in soon correct uh e j
2: yeah next week we have a guest uh, from uh Prelude Solutions.
0: ah perfect perfect yeah. um Looking forward to that, and thank you to all of our listeners. Again, please subscribe, download on SoundCloud, iTunes. uh, Leave us any comments you might have, and uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Until then, everyone have a great day, great weekend, and um, talk to you soon.